Welcome to this episode of That Florida Podcast. I've just got back from 18-day trip to Orlando, and I landed, and I did ask David, I said, David, I want to record a show. And David said, I'm off to Florida. I'll see you later. And he's in Florida for a month. So I've had to find another co-host, Lauren Hawkins from Price of Paradise. Hiya, Lauren. How are you doing today? Hello, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to put a British accent on, Lauren. People are going to realise you're not from the UK. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a UK podcast and I'm from the UK and I'm glad to be here. Our friend Lauren here is is from across the water, across the pond. So you can drop that silly accent. (laughs) (laughs) Is this my podcasting voice that I'm speaking into now? Because they all go on about this podcasting voice I have. But I really don't, I don't know I'm doing it. So you'll have to remind me if I slip into it. No, you what? did it. Like, as soon as you turn the mic on, you're like, okay, I'm going to start recording. Then you're like, oh, this is my podcasting voice. Oh, hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. It's like this gentle thing. It's like Karen from Mickey Files. She does the right. same thing. Does she do this? <laughs> I, I can't notice it until I edit. Then when I edit, I can really notice it. And it is embarrassing. But there you go. That is what it is. We're not winning any awards here. Right, Lauren's come on to interview me about my trip to Orlando. Now, the first part of my trip was to Universal Studios for four nights, which is what we're going to concentrate on. But we will spend a little bit of time talking about something else we did together in Orlando on the following weeks, which, of course, you will all know is called the G3. And we'll explain what that is. But first, let's get to Florida. Lauren. I got on a plane at Heathrow after taking a COVID test and driving up there and then a 10-hour flight. And I got off the plane to not be able to pick up my transfer. How was that for a start for the oldie? Oh, my goodness. But this is where having an American friend really pays off. Because <laughs> I, I got into the terminal and there was no sign of the guy to pick me up. And he said, oh, don't worry, just ring him. I've got a UK phone and I hadn't changed over to to us yet so it wasn't allowing me to phone so i had to message mandy ray bless a little art and she contacted them and we got picked up about 45 minutes late we went straight to the um grocery store to get some groceries and then on to surfside well there's endless summer yeah and there's surfside and then there's dockside so which one did you stay at we stayed at surfside and the reason why we stayed at surfside was it's one road to cross to the KFC across the road. That was the plan. <laughs> Is that like something special that you had to do? <laughs> and it's really funny because we have a KFC just down the road here in the UK, but I looked at it on the map on Google Earth, and I thought, well, if we stay in that one, the least we can do is take that crossing over to KFC and get something for the boys to eat. Crazily enough, you know, Surfside, their food court is, is no, no more expensive than going across to KFC or Subways. It's really well-priced. Right. I stayed at Dockside last year for a Mother's Day trip, 
and they have like a very similar menu because they're both endless summer resorts, but then one's just based and themed on the docks and then one's based on the surf. So I was really, really impressed with their food options that they had there. Like they had all these different things, like they had pizza and pastas and for breakfast, they had breakfast pizzas and like the best waffles. Ugh so good yeah we we ate there a couple of times the food options were really good in in the hotel which we were a little bit concerned about because our my wife and the boys are not much of adventurous eaters so we did we did eat there a few times their pizzas were good their salads were good they did some nice pasta dishes and it was also around between 12 and 15 dollars it wasn't up there at the 25 30 dollar options that you see in some of the quick services in disney so yeah it was really reasonable price food i think they're pricing it accordingly because we walked across the road one evening and used onto our drive and we actually went to a denny's which is something i haven't been in for 20 years i don't think we've been in the denny's since we came over on honeymoon so we went and had a meal in denny's i tell you it was a really good meal but it was it wasn't as cheap as eating in at dockside but yeah what was it funny was, nice. was i heard your review of denny's on <laughs> Crash podcast, like they come all the way over from the UK, and of course they're going to go to Denny's. That's well, different. you see, that's something we haven't got in the UK. It, mm-hmm. you know, we do have American diners, which try to be like a Denny's or an IHOP, but we don't. There's not many of them around. The one on the island closed about a year or so ago, so yeah, we don't really have anything like that. So it is, it's a treat for us. You know, it's a bit like you lot going over and getting fish and chips all the time. <laughs> Right, right. The real fish. Yeah, the real fish and chips, which we may go and have tomorrow for my wife's birthday, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to top my birthday with hers tomorrow. So we'll we'll have to see how it all plans out. So yeah, I was going to ask if she if you were going to do a fireworks party for her birthday. Yeah, I've got. To, yeah, okay. I might. I might be able to get the incinerator out and, and burn a few <laughs> few bits of wood or something. Put the fire on. Yeah, yeah, I don't think right. I'm going to match that birthday. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, so we, we did a grocery stop, stop, just a few bottles of water and stuff like that. And then when we booked this, when we booked with Mandy Ray uh, back in 2019, and then obviously 2020 got po- postponed or cancelled, and then we went to uh, 2021, I, I said to Mandy, oh, we'll book three nights. And she went, well, to be honest with you, Kevin, if you look at what four nights cost you, the, the night per night, drop so much that you're only really paying 30 or 40 dollars for that room and we had a two bedroom you know so we stayed four nights because the difference in price dropped over the over the four night because we obviously got that that deal they do so they want yeah, you to stay there a bit longer yeah mm-hmm. they keep they want you to stay there a little bit longer don't they and i think the next big drop from four nights is seven looking mm-hmm. at the pricing but yeah we did that four nights there and I, we were really pleased the room we had a pool view we could see at one side of the window you could see the pool the other side you could see a lake but the only issue is obviously as we might mention in this it was cold we never got the Ah. pool wasn't even open the four days we were there that was how cold it was volcano bay was closed so we never got to do volcano bay even though we from the uk we bought 14 day three park tickets Mm. i mean they're no dearer than 14 day two of a park ticket so why why they sell the two park ticket i don't know but yeah we we spent all our time in Islands Adventures and Universal Studios. Hmm. So to go back to the hotel really quick, what did you think of the two-bedroom suite? Like, I know I stayed there before and it's not actually two bedrooms. It's like the one bedroom with the two beds and then another bedroom, like off of the main room that has the separate beds. So how did that work out for you guys? Brilliant. Really good. The boys had a double bed each and me and my wife had the separate bedroom, which is nice to 
get away then 19 and 23 so you don't really want to be stuck around them all the time yeah it works really well but again it's misleading saying a two-bedroom suite it's basically the same as we get in a one-bedroom if you're using dvc points apart from you're not getting a full kitchen the only thing that i think the room misses is a toaster I think it would be, if you'd have got a toaster in there, it got a coffee machine and it got a microwave and it's got a fridge and it's got a nice picnic bench and table. So you've got somewhere to sit. You Just that, to, just an added toaster, which would cost them, what, $20 a room, would make right. it much more versatile. Because we were tending to breakfast in the room, straight out on the bus down at Universal Studios, make use of that first hour. But the only issue was we only had Islands Adventure at the four, not, four days we were there. On the very first day, we were jet lagged and we went and did the outlet village. Went and did the outlets, went round to the two different outlets. We, we bought here in the UK, we got a deal on the iTrolley for four days for about $10 or something like that. So we bought some of those tickets. The iTrolley is it's a, it's a trolley bus that goes up and down iDrive. And all it does, it goes constantly, goes up and down iDrive. Yeah, there's two different routes. I think there might be three. There's North or South route and it goes past you just walk out of out onto our drive and just pick it up there and it, and it will take you all the way to the outlets at the north end of our drive or all the way down to the outlets at the south end by uh vineland i think i've got north and south run the right way there but yeah that is so we, really cool i've never heard of that well it's a dollar it's i think it's dollar 25 a ride hmm. you can buy a ticket for a day for I don't know what it is three or four dollars you can buy them then for so many days and it's cheaper the more days you buy so we bought four, I think four or five days, and it was about $10. That's it's awesome. just easy. Hop on and off. We, I went up and back up. I drive one evening to get um, to go back to the character warehouse, and it and it drops off right outside outlets. I went in and got one of those popcorn buckets for Karen, who we mentioned earlier. So it, it is really useful. I like, I, like, I like iDrive. It's where we grew up sort of in Disney. It's where we first, the first three times we stayed in Disney, we stayed on iDrive. So I know it quite well. So yeah, it's quite. It's a trip down memory lane just to sit on the bus and go up and down there. Yeah, and look they have up a the, lot of good shopping there too. The, yeah, the two outlets are really good. Yeah, we really Deborah enjoys those. So yeah, we we had another look. There's not an awful lot this time in the in the character warehouses, but other other years we've bought stuff that really quite good from there. But yeah, and this time we didn't buy an awful lot. Hmm. If unless you wanted um, cruise gear or. Uh, you know, apparel like that, they were selling off all 2020 shirts. They were selling off there for $5 a pop, you know. Anything with 2020 or 2021 on was going really cheap. So, yeah, we did that. I want something with that 2020 on it. Like, that's kind of a cool souvenir to have because you know that they were close for part of that. It's like, I yeah, that's why, that's why Karen wanted the popcorn bucket because it never made it to the parks, did it? The Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket for the, for the Halloween, it never made it yeah, to the, the parks. Mummy one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where she wanted it. And they were knocking those out, I think, $15 a piece. So I got her one of those. But yeah, so uh, the first day when we were really jet lagged, we did that. And then on our second full day, straight into um, Islands Adventure. And he said, Hollywood Studios. Then did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, Islands Adventure. We were there ready. Now, I've got a problem with security at Universal because you, you go through those metal detectors and they're not very sophisticated and they pick up the bar I've got it inside my leg. I go through and he goes, have you got a, any key pockets? I'm going, no. And he walked back through. He goes, what have you got? I said, well, it must be picking up my leg. I've got a metal bar in my leg and it must mm-hmm. pick that up. I had nothing on me. I, I took him about off. I hadn't got my phone. I had nothing. They, they were literally, the only other thing I could think of was a zip in my jeans. 
really there was no metal on me apart from and every time I walked through there and he wounded me and sure enough on my leg it went off so yeah they're not so sophisticated they're they're sensitive yeah but with Disney they can they're much more sophisticated I can walk through ones in Disney and I don't set it off or you set it off and you've got your iPhone in front of you and your battery pack and they know it's that well they can turn around and say it's in that pocket of your rucksack funnily enough Rose's chocolates and quality street don't set the alarm off <laughs> you don't say <laughs> which is when a bit of an in joke <laughs> what i was gonna say about the endless summer resorts dockside and surfside is the one downside to those in particular and um cabana bay as well and maybe even aventura because they're the ones where you have to take the buses instead of the water taxis they, yeah. you, when you take the buses, it does take you to that main security hub where everybody like who's parking that's locals or has their own car is also walking through there. So that when I say there, that was a little bit of a downside just because security did take a little bit longer. Yeah, and we found that. Walk all yeah. the way through City Walk too. Yeah, yeah, but it's reflected in the price, isn't it? That's the oh, that's the it, it, and it, they don't get express pass like like the the three top hotels do. Right. It's reflected again in the in the um the price. Now for four people, it would be better to stay at a deluxe resort and get the express pass. If those mm-hmm. four people are going on the big ride, right? I heard you talk when you were talking um in the Universal podcast that you did. I think a couple months ago, you were saying that you were thinking about just buying the express pass for yourself. Is that what you ended up doing? No, I didn't end up buying any express bus tour. And the reason for that was it was pretty much a walk-on. I did Velocicosa one morning with about a 15, 20-minute wait. We did all the rest of the, the stuff in Harry Potter, that side, then waited for Hagrid's because Hagrid's didn't open until 9. People will go to Hagrid's when the park opens at 8 and wait. So they're still waiting an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went to Hagrid's at quarter to 9 after doing coaster and doing a couple of rides islands of adventure then got into line for hagrid at quarter two i still waited an hour hmm. it, it was went so much quicker because i'm still waiting that hour that people right at the front were waiting but i managed to do other things in that first hour as well so that's right. uh, that's something that i would i would say because people will just go to hagrid and wait at eight o'clock when they're not letting you into nine at the earliest anyway so if you get into the line at quarter to nine and you get on the roller coaster at quarter to ten like i did then you're not waiting any longer and you've got that extra 45 minutes to do other rides when there's no one else in the park. That was the, that yeah. was the strategy I used and that got us on pretty quick. We didn't wait much more. That was the longest wait we had in Universal by, by quite a way. We didn't wait for anything else. Even Escape from Gringotts was walk-on. We even walked on Escape from Gringotts. Wow. And I mean, so that was showing. That you guys went? So we were there the 22nd. The 22nd, we arrived, so we were there 23rd, 24th, 25th, and we left on the 26th. Of January. Of January. It was really quiet. I mean, we were walking around the parks, and there was barely anyone there. It, it was a little bit more busy in, in Diagon Alley, but that's because it's so crammed, and, it, and that's where everybody wants to be, and it and it's, it's done like a very small London street. It's designed to be COVID terrible, right. really, isn't it? It's all the problems yeah. you can have. There are small shops and small alleyways, which is absolutely the worst possible scenario you can you can <laughs> invent. So, and that bit, the rest of Universal Studios is wide open spaces, and you, you can spread out. And we managed to do everything everything in that first hour in Islands Adventures, and then move on, catch the train across to Universal Studios. So we did it. We didn't do 
one part one day and another part the next day. We just did Island Adventures first thing because obviously that's the hour we had. Mm-hmm. And on, on the um, train, straight across to Universal Studios, did as much as we could down until it got really busy and then decided what to do from there. So we'd be getting out the park one, two o'clock in the afternoon, perhaps go back to the resort. Then I, I used to go back on my own or I'd go back with one of my sons in the evening. Mm-hmm and do a bit more maybe around city walk stuff like that but yeah that was a strategy we used we got so much done in the mornings we could we could almost have checked off everything by one o'clock yeah that's honestly the best thing to do either that or if you are gonna sleep in and not do the extra hour then just start in studios and do everything in studios and then jump to islands yeah it's funny because so we went at the end of g3 which was like two weeks later than you, or maybe a week and a half later than you, uh, my, myself and my mom and my brother. And it was right after the start of the Mardi Gras festival. And it was so packed and crowded. So it's so, it's, it makes such a difference when picking your dates and looking at those, those sort of things, because it ah. really felt really, really crowded. And all of the wait times were really high. The difference. If that would have been a thing, I would have bought the, the pass, and that would have probably stuck me 150 maybe even $200 if it was a busy time of year. But because I didn't need to buy it, because I'd done, I mean, I did Rossicoaster once, and I'll be honest with you, at my age, Rossicoaster once in, in a day is probably enough. That's probably <laughs> enough for me. Hagrid's is what fine. What do you think of it, though? Oh, it's what a good coaster. Yeah, it's good. It's really, it's a really good coaster. Yeah, I just enjoy it. It reminds me of um, Manta at SeaWorld. I've never been Manta. Haven't you? I've not done Mako yet because we didn't go to SeaWorld this time. And Mako wasn't open when I was last there in 2012. But yeah, Mako apparently is that. And, but it did remind me of, of Manta. Yeah, you get a bit of air time at the top. That. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When you're going up over that thing, it's just like you can't even breathe and you can't even scream because it's just like you don't have any breath because you zoom all the way up to the top. It's so different than other coasters where it's, you know, just click, click, click. They really launch you up that hill. And, oh, just breathtaking. Love it. There's a big coaster here in the UK called Oblivion, where it just takes you up, 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 up. You go over the, the crest and then it's just straight drop. Ah. That's pretty scary. But there isn't that that much after that, after the initial drop, it does twist and turn, but it doesn't throw you up like it like the lost coaster does. Yeah, you really do get thrown around on the lost coaster. Just I I don't even remember how many times you go upside down, but it is so much fun. It's so smooth too. I, I didn't do uh Space Mountain this time. And I, if I don't do it again, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. <laughs> you know, it's rough on it's rough on your body and it's not it's not particularly a pleasurable ride. Now, rocking roller coaster, that's that's different. I've got a special reason for loving it this time. So yeah, that, it's a good roller coaster, that rocking roller coaster. And being a bike lover, of course, the um, Hagrid's bike adventure is pretty good. Oh, I love that ride. This time with my brother, and I was on the motorcycle. Oh my gosh, it is just incredible. Yeah, I only did it on the bike. The uh, two times I did, I did it on the bike. Funnily enough, I did it with my son on the bike. And um, yeah, he, I said to him, you're not getting on the bike because he's tall. Oh, no, no, I'm going to run. And that's the only roller coaster he really went on. He did do he did do Slinky Dog and he did do Seven Dwarfs. But of real roller coasters, that was the only one he did. And he tends to do one, one a trip and then and he taps out. And the others don't do anything. 
So yeah, for me to pay for Express Pass would be to pay stay in a hotel with Express Pass would be crazy because the prices are a lot more expensive for the rooms. Obviously, you're getting a better, a nicer hotel that's closer to the to the resort. But it was really the idea of it is to stretch our points and be able to be over there for the 18 night to make it worthwhile. I mean, a lot of it was flying out and back during the week rather than flying out and on on a Saturday was saved us some money as well. So that was the idea of of extending it over the two week period rather than just coming for two weeks hmm. and those haven't seen the other the other harry potter side so that was well actually we haven't seen it we haven't done it because we didn't so do it in 2019 we hadn't done the universal side we've done islands of adventures oh, oh, okay. so we hadn't we've done forbidden journey we hadn't done gringotts yeah that's the escape for gringotts we hadn't done so no but we we enjoyed that that was a good a good one mind you my wife went on there she went, it's a roller coaster because it is a little bit, it looks like a trap, like a roller coaster. I, I, no. So, yeah, I've caught her out with that before. So she's uh, she's very, very dubious of me when I'm taking her on a ride she hasn't been on before. Absolutely love Escape from Gringotts. That's my favorite ride in Universal Studios. It's just Harry Potter ride, but also just because the technology on it. I mean, it is just so cool and so immersive. Like you really feel like you're going down into the vaults of Gringotts. And with the way that they combine the screen and the 3D effects and the 4D effects, like the water and the heat, it's just unreal. I just, I love that ride. And I feel like it's, it's something that made Disney step up and, and make their rides more like Rise of the Resistance, I think matches Gringotts and, you know, hopefully we'll see i think that guardians of the galaxy is going to be like gringotts from what i've heard because it's an omni mover coaster and that's kind of what gringotts is i don't think rise of resistance is a ride myself i don't i wouldn't i think it's a different category i don't think you can put rise of resistance in as a ride if you're really going to be fair to it you've got to separate out the diff, the three different experiences so i tend to say it's category on its own so my favorite ride is still avatar if really? I if I put that caveat on it, yeah, my favorite ride would be Avatar. Because I was going to say, how do you think that Avatar is a ride, but not Rise of the Resistance? Yeah, well, I know it's a screen-based ride, but like Rise of the Resistance is it's, it is a ride, but it's separate. It's like three of separate experiences. It's not one, is it? Mm-hmm, right. It's like a bit of Ratatouille and a bit of this and a bit of that. It's it's a fabulous experience. I get me wrong, but I think it needs to be in its own category because. Otherwise, everyone just is going to pick going to pick rise resistance. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Because it has, to, it has taken the, the theme park experience to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, me. you know, you haven't got on, on most rides, you haven't got interaction with other cast members during the ride. Mm-hmm. When you stop and think about what you can, you think of another, another ride where you have that interaction. If anything, the theme parks have taken that away where there used to be someone on the boat on on mm-hmm. on the on, on different rides like that they've taken it out the only one that really you've got a person is jungle cruise yeah i was gonna say that yeah i mean they used to have one on the studio tour didn't they and then they took that out oh right yeah, yeah. they took that out towards the end and it was just an audio the closest yeah. things that i suppose would be the safari in animal kingdom but we seem to have slipped yeah. into disney don't we again uh-oh backtrack <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Universal Studios, it's a fabulous people that love roller coasters, love those screen screen rides. It's brilliant, isn't it? People moan about Fast and Furious. 
and they don't uncall. That is not a ride. If we're gonna say anything's not a ride, that's <laughs> not a ride. Don't even like if you're gonna take one thing away from this podcast when you're visiting Universal, just don't waste your time. Don't ride Fast and Furious. It's awful. It's a waste of time. It's not even. And you like it, and you hate it that much. I do. It's just I'm I'm partly mad because they took away that disaster ride. That was really cool. And it did have those interactive elements where, you know, they would film the audience and all those things. Yeah. So that replaced it. And I'm still salty about it. Yeah. Well, see, I, I don't mind Fast Furious because my boys quite like just going through looking at the cars. Hmm. So that to them, that to them was fine. Yeah. Then. Everyone moans about Kong, don't they? Being again a screen based ride, but they can get this. This is the weather was so cold when we were there that Universal Studios was great because a lot of their rides are inside, right? Right, you spend you can spend quite a lot of time inside at Universal. Where we found that when we made the transaction from Universal to Disney, we all of a sudden said it's really cold, isn't it? And I said, No, it's not colder, we're inside there, mm, right? That's totally right. Because if you think about Universal Studios, Spider Man, Kong. Fast and Furious, Jimmy Fallon, Gringotts, Forbidden Journey, everything is inside. Yeah. So you can, I mean, all right, you've got Velocicoast, you've got Hagrid's, and you've got Flight of the Hippogriff. They're all outside of the, of the ones I can just spring to mind. And obviously Hulk, which I didn't even look at this time. I thought, <laughs> I've done Velocicoast, so I don't need to be battered about any more than that, really. <laughs> But yeah, I think Universal's, I think Universal's great. We didn't spend a lot of time eating in there or, or drinking in there very much. We did the rides and the shows and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, we missed one or two things because they're closing. It's definitely worth a three or a four day visit when you're coming from the UK. Did you guys get to see the new Jason Bourne Stuntacular? We did get to see it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was quite impressed with that. No, I thought it was good. I don't, I mean, that again, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That, and I, I didn't even mind Jimmy Fallon, and that really gets a paste in, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never even ridden it because I I get motion sickness, so I'm just like, no, I know I'm good on that one. <laughs> I see, I don't watch Jimmy Fallon, so he, I don't even know who the man is. So <laughs> I just, funny. I don't know him because obviously I don't watch late, all late night TV programs. I, mm. you know, in the UK, we, I mean, it's like, I suppose if, if they had a Graham Norton TV show, uh, the Graham Norton ride, that might be a bit more interesting. But yeah, because he's, uh, that's our equivalent to Jimmy Fallon. Oh. <laughs> he's a little Irish guy. Mm. But yeah, so I, I think if you're in Orlando and you've got the chance, definitely do Universal. We discussed this a while ago when we were talking about Universal as, a, as an alternative to Disney. Cost, mm-hmm. cost effectiveness. You could do that and add on a, a Bush Gardens ticket and a SeaWorld ticket and probably come out quids in on the, a Disney stay. But yes, we all know absolutely. Disney's got our heart, don't we? <laughs> you know, what you guys were talking about with guests staying at Universal and just driving over to Disney or Ubering, I've had a lot of people do that where they're staying at, you know, the endless summer or the Cabana Bay with the lazy river. And it still comes in less than the value resorts at Disney. We did some pricing on those value resorts. I don't know if you listen to those shows. Scary, really scary. Even if you weren't doing the conversion from pounds to dollars, it was scary how much it was costing. I think that Universal have taken the decision they're going to flip that. And they, they, mm-hmm. they'd rather have you stay in their hotel. And if you're going to pop off to Disney for a few day, days, then off you go. If they've got you in their hotel 
then they've got you at least spending your money there. And obviously, if you spend your money in the hotel, they're getting something from you. And you're more likely, especially from the UK, because a 14-day ticket for Universal is just, it's probably as comparable as a three-day ticket for, for the US guests. It's not really any saving for me to turn around and go, okay, uh, by a three-part, 14-day ticket from Universal was 200 and it was under £300, I think. Mm. You know, so not topping $400 for 14 days. Than, yeah, our three-day tickets for Universal. Yeah, jumping those figures out, out the sky, but I know they're a lot cheaper than Disney, obviously, for a 14-day ticket. You know, we're looking at options, what we're going to do next year, and we can discuss that. In a, in a bit because uh, i think we need to move on from universal then we've we've talked about it we love it but you you and me know we really love disney don't we <laughs> of course just to jump back to universal for a second because you know i love harry potter like i'm a hogwarts alum and so what did you think about the diagon alley and the hogsmeade sections compared to the london Warner Brothers tour. <laughs> I've done Warner Brothers. I think you'd be disappointed. Really? That's what yeah. I'm worried about. <laughs> it's a massive gift shop. The actual Hogwarts castle and all that, you do realise that is only a model, right? They they film that around a model. And the model's there for you to see. Yeah, yeah. It's like a massive train set without a train, basically. That's how they filmed a lot of those scenes. And so people there's no just... real castle? No, 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 no. There's no real Hogwarts. Bind you, you know that? you know when the train goes across those bridges that's real Mm -hmm. that's in scotland but yeah Hmm. the inspiration for the tree is actually in blenheim palace where i grew up i grew up in woodstock where yeah the whomping willow is it's a whole yeah yeah, it's a hollowed out tree in um in blenheim that was the that they used as a base for the whomping willow yeah so i yeah, so they filmed some a little bit in Blenheim, not an awful lot. Most of it was filmed up in Scotland, I think, if I remember rightly. And obviously, they did a lot of the studios. But yes, it was. Um, it's a great thing. I think if you're coming over to the UK and you're coming to London, yes, definitely do. It's they really have nailed it in Universal. Absolutely nailed it. And the quick story: we stood stood there, and everyone was going, "Oh, they were looking at these terraced houses there. You've got the street, and you've got that." those houses there but well, that's basically what i live in really yeah the outside the outside of my house is basically the same as that there's i think is four stories now there's only or two stories in the loft conversion yeah we're, we're a terraced house just like that we've got the dirty one that that comes out haven't you well that, those three houses are, are almost if you took a photograph of the front of my property the front of the houses i live in <laughs> That it looks almost the same, yeah. With the bay bay windows. I need to get you a little robot creature <laughs> to like look out. Uh, look out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good, isn't he? I, it's quite funny because we've broken a blind, so it looks like we've got somebody poking their nose out at the moment. I've got that's that's on my to do list of mending our bedroom. It's tied up at the moment, but yeah, yeah. Those it is very very close to what where I live in in the UK. That, that house so yeah i think the way you go through into diagon alley is very clever as well i like that yeah i, I do like that, that transition and you can hear like they have that sound of the bricks moving yeah like if you stand there you can kind of hear it and ugh, it's just so cool it feels like they thought of everything they really did yeah did you have the butterbeer <laughs> i have had butterbeer i didn't have it this time i have had it and i'm not not a fan no <laughs> and you know in you know in Hogs in 
in Hogsmeade, there's a Hogshead, isn't there? Mm-hmm. A pub called the Hogshead. We've got yeah. one down the road in, in Newport called the Hogshead. What? That's so cool. Okay, <laughs> but, now I have to come again. <laughs> so we have a Hogshead in Newport. My grandfather grew up, when I grew up, my grandfather used to drink in a pub called the Rose and Crown in Woodstock. So, yeah. yeah Disney and Universal. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I've got a link with, with the Rose and Crown there. But, yes, it's... um. The whole, it always makes me chuckle. I have sent a photograph a couple of times to Judy when I've been stood outside it saying, Harry Potter's not in here. I've been in that look. But yeah, <laughs> the hog's head. I don't think I we'll think be going that, there for lunch tomorrow. I think that I should come to the UK <laughs> and I need to bring my Slytherin robe and like my wand and everything. <laughs> and like walk up to the hog's head and walk in and they'll be like, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> you get some really weird looks, especially over here. Just make a complete fool of myself. <laughs> yeah, In- interesting because even at King's Cross, they have people running into the into platform nine. They've had to put up notices. Nine and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, we've we've both got coughs, by the way. So if I can't edit them out, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, we're both we're both dying. <laughs> we're both we're both still suffering from exhaustion from this thing called the G three. So, Lauren, that's how it came through. Yeah, I think it's exhaustion from that still. We met up in in Orlando, didn't we, for this little thing called the G3? Because somebody thought it'd be a great idea to have a birthday party in Disney. Well, my plan was to have Subway sandwiches around the pool at my resort. But what happened? What did we end up doing? (laughs) Well, besides the pub sub party, we also had the fireworks party. Yeah, birthday, um, Tony Ann's birthday. On my oh. birthday, actually, on my birthday, that's what I wanted was to do something on my actual birthday. So we re- they rented out the French Pavilion viewing area for seventy five people, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it went in it went in five days, didn't it? It sold out in five days. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, and that's I think I worked out at ninety dollars a person. Right. So I, yeah, Mandy Ray did a really good job handling all of that yeah i mean that was the incredible part i mean can you imagine what that's it's like to be in disney on your birthday anyway full stop you've got all your friends all your all your strange internet friends with you it's just was just incredible an incredible experience and then right at the end they announced that they're paying for us to go on a vip tour on monday me and my wife which and tony ann and her son michael to go as well so yeah i thought that was just absolutely amazing incredible I, I mean you know i just i was for a change a lot a loss for word which isn't like me that picture of you guys getting surprised was just priceless yeah i, I haven't got a copy of that i just have to try and get someone to get one and when tony ann's husband came which wasn't due yeah. to be coming and he turned up didn't he so that was just uh, incredible tony ann and, um, and mandy ray are my adopted Disney sisters. I think I need to adopt a few Disney daughters, but I was a bit worried about getting too creepy. <laughs> there's, there's you and there's Sam and there's Becky and there's lots of these. And everybody's going to say, well, they're, they're like my daughters, really, because they're, you know, <laughs> these young girls that know me from, from the weird internet people. Right. You're a celebrity. Yes. <laughs> Can I tell you, have you heard the story about me being spotted at Hangar Bar? No. Right, okay. So I'm in the hangar bar with my wife and B Thaxton, who's my DVC resale rep. So when I bought DVC, she was the rep that I bought for him. So we meet up each time we come over at the hangar bar. 
and I gave her Marmite last time. And this time I bought her some chocolate biscuits and whatever. I bought her chocolate biscuits last time. So we're sat there and we're chatting and she's going, oh, I went to California. I just come back from California. And I was recognized. Somebody come over and said, oh, you'll be Thaxton in California. She said, oh, yeah, I can barely go anywhere. Bless I'll be. <laughs> Somebody come up and went, are you Kevin Curtis Allen? <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough that you have people walking around with your name on their shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that one goes down well as well, doesn't it? With people with my name across their chest, especially when it's ladies. <laughs> what did your family think about that? <laughs> Jared and Troy just, they don't even talk about it. They, they, they just refuse to interact with that at all. I don't know what Deborah thinks, so I must ask her. She's, she just thinks it's strange, very strange. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> yeah, so it, I mean, that, that whole weekend was just incredible. From the Friday night on without sub, even them sub sandwiches that were just brilliant around the pool just chatting with people and meeting people for the first time a lot, lot of them I'd already met but it just seemed to be an endless stream of people to meet and chat to it was incre- yeah. incredible the vibe at G3 was just it was so fun it was really inclusive and just a really good group of people everybody keeps saying it but it's just like yeah. so crazy how you can be so comfortable with people that you technically never met like in person yeah, it was just, it was really inviting and I don't know, it was, it was really, really nice. And as someone who's, you know, really introverted and scared of social situations and I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better trip, honestly. No, it was incredible. I mean, they all make you welcome. You know, we've got podcasts like mine, my two podcasts that get around 10 downloads a month. And then you've got, you've got the big hitters with the Disney Crush and Kurt Stones geeking on Walt Disney World that are downloading thousands and thousands. And it, it doesn't seem to make any difference to anybody, does it? It's yeah. just, they're just part of the community and everybody's welcoming. And if you want something or you need something, you just, it, it just happens. Right. And it was so cool to kind of connect with. There's certain people that I just like really was drawn to. And it was fun to just mingle with everybody but then also at all of the events like look for you know one certain person like I told Angela I was like every event you know I looked for Angela and like I always met up with her and we always clung to each other because we were both like little social awkward butterflies so <laughs> you can get as involved as you want or you can you don't have to get that involved I mean my only my only issue with it this time was I wow over egg to put in again when packing i've been for a few months sort of like buying bits and pieces from work to bring in mm-hmm. with me with the, uh, talking now about things like jammy dodgers and jaffa cakes and those quality street and roses chocolates and stuff like that so i've been building those up and i hadn't really kept track of what i bought well i ended up with a suitcase full of this stuff <laughs> did you get rid of all of it <laughs> and that was my problem was i met you americans a contrary to what we believe you are. I walk around going, yeah, try this. And instead of taking a handful, you take one. No, no, no. no. For God's sake, take some, please. I'm not taking any of these back with me. I did end up did eating... Did you recycling any of them? No, 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 no. Only thing I recycled was toothpaste ice cream. Oh, my gosh. No, we, we, we got rid of most of it. And funnily enough, we, I was in the UK pavilion on my birthday, and it was taking a, a extra jumper or a hoodie and my wife hadn't so I didn't have a hoodie because she was wearing it so I was a bit cold so I went in and bought a hoodie from Rose and Crown with pour a proper point on the back of it which I thought was quite uh, amusing I bought that and as I was buying that Deborah goes that's Bazza over there isn't it 
and there's this YouTuber called Theme Park Baza. Now, he's a British guy that moved over to Florida 15 odd years, 15, 20 years ago, and now he's moved down to Florida. There's vlogs about the theme parks and so on. And he was there, and I just sort of nodded to him and said hello and then he came over and started chatting with us and we had a chat and I said oh I said yeah I've got something you might want so I got out the half I said there's only half a tub of roses here I said but do you want them and he went yeah so him and his wife had them we recorded a little bit for his one of his vlogs which comes out on the 28th of February so hopefully by the time I've got this edited and done I'll I'll share a link on on the uh, Facebook of that as well oh yeah that'll be fun so did you enjoy your was it your first or your second G3? It was, it was my first G3. It was your first, I was going to say it was a, your first proper G3 because I wasn't there last year. And <laughs> I didn't even get to go last year, but I did go virtually. We did some Zooms while everybody was down there and that was really fun. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, some of the stuff that they involve people in that can't get there as well. And the games yeah, we the play, baddies. we play bingo, don't we? We play like this bingo game, which took on a life of its own didn't it with people coming up and asking you are you left-handed are you right-handed are you dvc owner are you not you know have you been to a theme park outside of the u.s which of course i qualify on two of those i'm not left-handed but i am a dvc member and i am i am somebody that's been to a theme park outside of the u.s of which we do not speak (laughs) i thought that was a really good way to get to know people no, I, I think it's a, I think that's a cracking idea. I, I didn't really participate either times. Yeah, I think for people coming up and then speaking to you and, and interacting with you, you know, it was really, it was really a good idea. So yeah, yeah, it's a good, good thing that, that bingo. I had a couple of um, people I probably may not have got to chat into, but because they come over and talk to me and ask me if I, you know, been to a theme park outside of the US, obviously I have, and so on. But yeah, it's really, it's a good idea. So it's a real nice social event, the, the G3. I mean, it's going to grow. I think, I think that they're a little worried about maybe it's going to get a bit out of hand because we went to, did you come with us to Uh, Kimonos? Kimonos, yeah. For the karaoke? No, I didn't. No, I I drank around the world that day. So I was like, "Mm, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I see, I I didn't, and I didn't drink much alcohol this time at all. Me and alcohol don't mix very well. So I, I, I try to steer clear of it, but yes. When we, when we went to Coronas, it was quite quite funny to watch some of them getting up there and singing because they'd had a few. They'd had a few, bless them. <laughs> I think that that sounds like so much fun. The one thing that I do w- like wish that I could have done was the karaoke. Yeah, it was good. I think that's going to be a regular on, on the schedule at least once during G3. And next time we're talking maybe about a year October, maybe the beginning of October, something like that for the next one in. Or for the next one that I'm going to attend. Halloween. Yeah, well, there's there's two reasons for that because I I bought a cheap Halloween shirt from the outlet when I was here this time, so I'll be able to wear it, won't I? So you're gonna plan G three 2023 around just it's just around my cheap t- my twelve dollar t shirt. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't see any. I don't see any. I don't see any anything wrong no, with that logic at all. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that either. I think this is spot on. <laughs> I don't know whether there's going to be Halloween, but I'll do an Halloween party again, because we did do the Halloween party in 2019. It was really good. But the price of those ones I did last year, I mean, it would only oh be me gosh, and Deborah. They were ridiculous. We did this. Did you come with us on that VIP tour? Yeah. You did, didn't you? Yeah. I would see, I get, fun. I mean, that was, that was phenomenal. That was the best 300 quid I didn't have to spend. I actually was gifted mine because Danielle had to leave unexpectedly because of her work. Oh, so, right. you know, so it's the best 300 quid you didn't have to spend then. Yeah, <laughs> you can 
believe it. I was like, this is just incredible. I couldn't believe that she was yeah. like, yeah, I want you just to think, Just think of how I felt because, like, I'd obviously pestered Mandy Webb and said about that. Like, because no, she was when everyone was paying. And I kept on to her, you know, I've got to pay you. And she obviously knew that that was what they were going to do and was sort of playing it a bit. No, don't worry. No, we sort something out and all this. But I was going, no, because I don't, I like to pay. If I've got, I owe someone money, I like to pay it back, you know. And obviously she's committing to that. She had signed a contract with Disney, the same as with the party, you know. So I was, I didn't want to make sure she was not going to be sure. And I paid her. And obviously she's, she's now got my money and wants to try and pay me back. But we're, we're sorting something out. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried. But yeah, it was the best $300 I, I didn't spend. That's what I think the best way. I don't know how often it gets down to that sort of price. I'm sh- I'm, I'm imagining it gets up three or four times the price of that at busy times. Right. That's what the tour guide was saying. The value of that at $300. Really. That's awesome. That is. I couldn't believe all of the things that we got to do. All the things we got to do, jump between the theme parks, you went behind the scenes, you had the tour guys that you could constantly you know, talk to and get information from. That David was very, very well informed. And so were the two girls, I can't remember their names. But yeah, they, they were really, really well informed. I was very lucky, I was very lucky because I got a, a, a note, a thank you note from them, being the lead on the uh, booking because I came in the earliest and so Mandy used my booking to book it because you can book it 60 days out from the start of your or something like that from the start of your vacation can't you and obviously I was the first one in there because I came for the longest period of time so Mandy Ray did that so that really worked well I really I I I just couldn't believe we hit three parks because how many hours was it was it seven hours seven hours yeah we started at one and we finished at eight yeah a few minutes early as well we we, they sat us down there and it was before the 10 or 15 minutes before the fireworks started so it was wasn't even that it wasn't even seven four hours right yeah i really enjoyed it that made me want to do it again i always thought oh vip tour is not worth it i can do everything you know on my own but the ease of how just easy and relaxed everything was but how many rides you got to do i just like i liked it when he went go to the they take you through the fast pass like, oh, it's not fast pass now but through the line and they tell oh, how many in the party and he'd get 30 and the people go 30 because we have three three vip tours didn't we we have vip tour groups there's only 10 to a group isn't there so yeah we had three yeah i think that was he did say that's an unusually large size and i was amazed how well we got round and there wasn't really that issue was there right i mean i i can't think of any one thing that went wrong that whole day and when can you say that about a day at disney honestly I can because I, I gave Avery Jane chocolate in, in, in the van we were in and she got herself covered in it and her mum swore at me. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, oh. Mandy Ray. <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, what's wrong with that? But yeah, it was um, incredible. So, Lauren, what did you, what, what, what else did you feel was so special about G3 other than that? I think we've pretty much covered some of the highlights. Is there something else we haven't covered? Oh, you know what I thought was really, really special? As someone who just chronically is bad at getting dining reservations, having Sam and Rebecca do all of those <sighs> dining reservations and the fact that I didn't have to like wake up at six and worry about any of it, like they deserve the biggest round of applause because that was just incredible how they organize all of that and go, getting into restaurants that that are so hard to get into you know ohana having 70 I mean, re- 70 reservations at times 70 people on a reservation right. on different reservations ohana and ogas i mean those are really hard to get reservations and they just got so many of them and 
they were incredibly well organized and they knew and i mean i did things like i went to olivia's with them just turned up basically can you come and surprise kurt's sorority house and solo ladies grand villa so i, I rocked up and knocked on the door and they went oh you're coming to olivia olivia's for dinner with us i went well yeah i suppose so and then kurt paid for that for me so that was great <laughs> because i wouldn't take apple pay oh, and i hadn't planned on going out for dinner at all i'd already eaten once so i wouldn't plan on eating again that day or just grabbing something in the food court when on the way back so i hadn't got any cash on me i'd got 10 10 or 15 dollars and that was it <laughs> and then, here's the bill but kurt, kurt, kurt picked it up for me bless him Aww. it was it was a round of me not paying for things that i should have paid for because i still owe i think it's amy betner for those shorts so i'll have to sort that out because <laughs> that was a that's another highlight for me when everybody turned up in stars and stripes short for the for the big picture and of course kurt didn't know anything about it now the story is kurt wears stars and stripes swimming trunks or did have a pair of stars and swimming trunks and somebody else borrowed them and he wasn't too <laughs> happy with someone else's boys being in his swimming trunks too familiar right yeah too familiar so so everybody turned up this time in them so i thought that was quite funny yeah that's a good that picture was. as well that is a good picture as well because we've got characters like that and their stories i mean for people because you're not a newcomer but you're certainly not not been here from the beginning so it must mm-hmm. be you must sort of think of things we talk about and go what's going on here it's definitely a crusher before i started i started listening to geegan when the crushers went on that podcast yeah. so it was yeah it was definitely i think it was 20 at least 2020 yeah and yes. then it was hilarious though for that picture because andy had like an extra pair so he's like hey do you want to wear these and i was like sure and then when it came to the picture amy beckner and i actually shared a pair of pants so we literally put one leg in each side of the pants <laughs> yes yeah, this, this is the kind of people we're dealing with listeners if we're, if we've got anybody <laughs> left listening now that is oh no they're gone <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me who's going to be listening this far <laughs> yeah i think you're right because i mean there are stories and link for instance would you understand why dog poo is a particular a particular story? Because Kurt always teases me. Well, I, I used to do a bit of jogging and I was out running once and I slipped over and that's how I broke my leg. And he and it was I think it was on wet leaves, but he I don't know, I must have said I think it's dog poo or something like that. And he, he latched onto that. So that's like a legend. And unless you've listened to it back in twenty fifteen when it happened, you're you're gonna think, What is going on here? Because he will refer to it occasionally. Or I'll refer unless to something. Dan- unless who's listened to like all of them. <laughs> yeah, which is quite a marathon to do. I mean, it's bad enough listening to the few I've handed out without all the ones that Kurt done. Because, I mean, bless him, this is going to be a long podcast, but Kurt Stone, no idea, idea. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, strap in, people, if you're, if you're listening to the Geeking on Walt Disney World podcast, because they're two hour pluses most of the time. Right. He's a marathon podcaster for sure. Yeah. So thanks for coming on, Lauren, and talking to me about Universal and G3. I really enjoyed our conversation tonight. So is there anything else you want to add? No, I thank you so much for having me on. I absolutely love your podcast and I love all the number stuff and I'm geeky like that. So I'd say a great job on the podcast and keep going with your many different podcasts that you have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I, I didn't intend on doing any of this. I didn't intend on doing any of this, but I don't know quite how I landed in this spot that I have. But I've done a little bit of math, so I'll share with you maybe later on sometime. And it, it got a bit frightening this time. Right, we'll end it there, I think, people. If you do want to hear more about my Disney World trip, I'm going to record an episode of Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club and release that on the 15th of March. And this show you're listening to, if I can get it edited, will be out on the 1st of March. Thanks very much, Lauren. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you could leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice, that would be much appreciated. Like and subscribe and share it with your friends. And why not, while you're there, subscribe to brit's guide to disney vacation club go and give us a listen on our sister podcast all contact details are in the show notes so we will speak to you on the next show the audio for this show has been recorded edited and produced by arla white audio productions hi again david here i wanted to tell you a little bit more about the ways that i can help you plan the best holiday ever I own Disney for Brits, which is www.disney4brits.com. If you go onto that website, you'll see a number of things. We've got a shop where we're selling lots and lots of products, including my Disney Florida travel planning book, my magical Disney planner. There's also a number of other items that you can buy because I know lots of people that go to Florida love things from there and I bring them back and sell them. Also on there, you'll get access to my YouTube channel, which again is called Disney for Brits. And if you go on there, there's lots and lots of helpful advice and ideas on how to maximize your time, how things in America are different to they are in the UK and how you can just have a great holiday. I don't do news. I just do hints and tips and ideas. The final part on there is my travel agency, D4B Travel. D4B Travel specializes in Disney and Universal and Florida holidays. And you can contact me for anything to help you make your travel better. Alongside those, I also do cruises and can do pretty much everything you need for an amazing couples or family holiday, whether you're at the value end or at the deluxe end of the spectrum. Get in touch with me at david at disneyforbrits.com and I'll help you with anything you need with any of those items. If you want some advice and some guidance and you want to book your own holiday, by all means, go and do that. If you want to work with a qualified and proven travel agent that just doesn't know Disney, but pretty much is Disney, then I'm the person to help you. So go to www.disneyforbrits.com and see everything I offer. One final new item, I've just opened a shop on Facebook called My Florida Shopper. So search My Florida Shopper on Facebook and buy all the products and quality things you miss from Orlando and America at the very best prices.